Hey, brothers and sisters, it is now evening here in Chicago and in Skokie. The sun is set. It is Christmas Eve, and we are on the cusp here on December 24th of celebrating the birth of Christ at St. Peter's at our 7 p.m. service. The message that I'll be preaching is based largely on the um, shepherds and the angels and what the angel, singular angel, said to the shepherd as well as what the angels sang to the shepherd, the, the heavenly host. And then what they went on and talked to, to tell Mary, which was based on what they heard from the angel, what had been told to them, as Luke records it, and how she reacted, and how that reaction might help us in our reactions to the events of the birth of Christ, and what that means for us as, as a, individuals and as a people and how we treat one another, and how we try to change the world and bring the light to the world. It's called Like Mary, Treasuring, Pondering, Following. You know, I was really familiar with the pondering part because earlier in Luke's Gospel, when Gabriel talked to her, I thought it said that she pondered these things. And then here it said that she treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. And later on, after... Uh, when Jesus did his uh, 12-year-old stint staying back from the Passover uh, caravan going back home, he stayed back in Jerusalem. And after he told his mother, didn't you know I must be in my father's house? She pondered that also. So Mary was a ponderer, but in a good and holy way. And we're going to lift that up tonight and see how we might play into that same spirit as well for our edification and, of course, for the upbuilding of the church in the world. Once more, as we started uh, the, the, earlier today, if you happen to listen to the 10 a.m. podcast at another time, I ended the introduction with a word of prayer, and I'd like to do that again. Mysterious and miracle-doing God, we give you thanks for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. When we listen to this, we, I hope and pray that we are struck anew with the beyond words event that has taken place, bringing grace into human form. Sorry about that. May your spirit work in us to keep the marvel fresh. And may we treasure the words and ponder them in our own ways and follow Jesus with the gifts that you have given us. And it is in his name we dedicate this time of listening and pray. Amen. Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. The angels visit the shepherds. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you great news of a great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, 
and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made, in, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Here ends the reading from Luke, chapter 2. Last Thursday morning, I was driving and listening to the radio. A trio of hosts were arguing over the best holidays in the span of a year. Where did Christmas rank? Or where did it fall for them? Well, for two of them, it was either number one or number two on the list. A third one disagreed and said Christmas, quote, needs to take a step back. They all admitted to plans for over-imbibing. Their whole perspective, it seemed, as I listened, was grounded in how relaxing and fun a holiday can be, not what a holiday was about. So July 4th and Labor Day, promising a fired-up grill and adult beverages competed equally with Christmas and Thanksgiving. When the shepherds saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Well, not much treasuring and pondering of the Savior's birth on the radio show that morning, but am I being harsh? After all, it was not a religious station or a religious program. Still, it spoke to me again of how Christmas has become increasingly unaffected by the powerful message of the Incarnation and the Magnificat. How the love of God and the invite to the unclean shepherds found in Jesus' birth it gets neglected, lost, and even dismissed. Now this homily is not a complaint. No, today's message rather comes with two questions and some encouragement inspired by Mary. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. Well, what words? I bring you good news of great joy which shall be for all the people. For he was born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Now Christ is Greek for the Hebrew Moshiach, or Messiah. So you'll hear it interchangeably, which translation you read. The Messiah is born. And this is good news of massive joy. The angels sang about peace on earth. If you were here this morning, you heard me preach on the throne of Jesus, which is different than that of David, although the shepherds could not know that. Good news. Mary also had the Magnificat in her memory. As it says, she treasured all these words. Well, maybe it included those words lifting up how her son would scatter the proud in the imaginings of their hearts, bring down the powerful from their thrones, lift up the lowly, fill the hungry with good things, 
and send the rich empty away. There would be a grand reversal of fortune in the service of justice and the end of injustice on a grand scale. He will help Israel in remembrance of God's covenant mercy is how the Magnificat ends. She treasured all these words. She treasured them. They had great value for her. She cherished them. She rejoiced in them. She reveled in them as they also validated all that she and Joseph had undergone. Her as a young girl, them as a couple in the shadow of scandal back in Galilee. She loved these words. Well, what words about our faith, our Savior, this incarnation or peace might you treasure? For instance, I treasure not so much the words, but that God made the first move, taking the initiative to seek us out, to bring us back. I treasure what Carolyn read in Philippians 2 that kind of tells that story that the son did not see equality with God as something to be exploited or grasped, but emptied himself. I treasure that through Jesus, God found out what it was to be a human being. A solidarity was established. What words or events of these days might you cherish or dearly love? She treasured the words, we can treasure them too. She also pondered. The Greek verb is symbolo. It means to consider, to think about. My Greek lexicon went on to say to revolve in the mind, to ponder upon. She reflected on all that was and all that had been going on around her. She took it in and she sifted it through her mind. She thought about her experiences long and deeply. And her Magnificat shows that she had deep insight into what God was doing in her. When it comes to the birth of Jesus and the events around it and what it means to us, what might you or I ponder, think deeply about? If it's ever not just you or you and another sitting in a room lit only by candles, maybe some silence or some helpful music playing and it's conversation about this or just taking a walk outside and talking or by yourself does pondering happen is it pondering that leads to following this morning i read from a piece by the reverend henry van dyke um, called keeping christmas it's a pondering of how jesus birth can continue to change us and how we treat others. There's more than what I read this morning. What I read was not the whole thing. Let me share another excerpt with you as an example of someone pondering the implications of Christ's birth and of following Christ. Van Dyke said, There is a better thing than the observance of Christmas Day, and that is keeping Christmas. Are you willing to forget what you have done for other people and to remember what other people have done for you? To ignore what the world owes you and to think what you owe the world? To put your rights in the background and your duties in the middle distance 
and your chances to do a little more than your duty in the foreground, to see that your fellows are just as real as you are, and to try to look behind their faces to their hearts, hungry for joy, to own that probably the one good reason for your existence is not what you are going to get out of life, but what you are going to give to life. To close your book of complaints against the management of the universe and look around you for a place where you sow a few seeds of happiness. Are you willing to do these things even for a day? Then you can keep Christmas. Are you willing to believe that love is the strongest thing in the world, stronger than hate, stronger than evil, stronger, stronger than death? And that the blessed life which began in Bethlehem 1,900 years ago is the image and brightness of the eternal love? Then you can keep Christmas. And if you keep it for a day, why not always? But you can never keep it alone. End quote. I love that Luke tells us that Mary treasured all these words and that she pondered them in her heart. Mary is deep. I think following her as she followed Jesus, not only in her treasuring and her pondering, but her discipleship, even to the foot of the cross and into fellowship with the early church for the rest of her life, is a commendable thing not only to ponder, but to do. Someone else who treasures the good news, ponders the words, and so follows Jesus, is Adam Russell Taylor. Adam Russell Taylor is the editor of Sojourner's Magazine, and he wrote these words of encouragement in the dwindling days of 2023. As we get ready to gather with loved ones to celebrate the joy of Christmas, and close out 2023, I'm reflecting on what it means to have hope and joy and light in dark times. So many of us are watching the war in the Middle East with grief, anger, and pain. In the very land where God chose to take on human flesh and live among us, violence, suffering, and hatred are raging. It is hard to know when or how it will end. The promised child of Isaiah's prophecy is alone amid the rubble in Bethlehem. But Jesus' birth and the Christmas story serve as constant reminders that Herod never has the last word. Jesus, the one who is called God with us, the light of the world and the Prince of Peace, was indeed born in Bethlehem, which is even more poignant in such a time as this. We remember he continues, that our Messiah has come and we know that someday he will fulfill the promise that nation will not lift up sword against nation, neither will they learn or study war anymore. With fervent prayer, he says, and courageous action, may that day come soon. Even as we face a climate crisis, extreme inequality, increasing threats to our democracy, and so much more, he said. Let us bear witness to the hope that continues to break through. That's a following thing, bearing witness. To, break, to the hope that continues to break through, and let us redouble 
our dedication to letting the light shine in 2024 as we put our faith and love into action for peace and justice. In the spirit of Mary, the spirit of Christmas, I invite and encourage you to treasure the words of peace and compassion and hope. I invite you to ponder the holy birth and its implications. And I encourage you to also be like Mary in following the Son wherever Christ calls us. He came for us. Now we are here for him. And that's good news. Amen. Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. The angels visit the shepherds. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around the, about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you great news of a great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made, in, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Here ends the reading from Luke chapter 2. Like what you've heard? Hit subscribe to follow and get updates on our newest additions to The Red-Headed Preacher. We'd love it if you'd give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online under most social media platforms by typing St. Peter UCC Skokie in your browser. Donations are much needed and very welcomed. You can donate to us by going to paypal.me backslash St. Peter UCC Skokie. This information and more can also be found in the show notes wherever you listen to our podcast. Thank you so much.